Welcome to another week and another episode of Money Making Markets. I'm your host, Ash. I hope you guys have enjoyed the past four episodes, but it's a new week. It's episode five of Money Making Markets. Tons to get into developing new stories, how the market has been performing. We're about to get into all of that. So get ready for tons of new information. Continue to share this with your friends and family. Let them gain access to knowledge about the stock market and just it's a great resource for them to just keep up with what's happening in the latest market news so they're accustomed to being able to talk about these types of stories and gain information for themselves so they can begin to start becoming accustomed to the market and potentially invest in it for themselves as well so with that being said it is money making markets episode five let's go Disclaimer, as always, the content provided is for educational and informational purposes only and should not be construed as professional financial advice. The information provided is intended not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your qualified financial professional with any questions you may have regarding your personal financial situation. So as always, make sure to do your own research, make sure to do your own due diligence before you begin to make any investments. So the stock market this week had its worst week so far, as you guys can see by the graph. <sighs> it was a tough week. All three indexes were down, the Dow Industrials, the S&P 500, and the NASDAQ Composite. We were all down this week. Investors, analysts, and investors and analysis, analysis are just beginning to be able to understand and what happened in the stock market this past week. So they're still processing the Federal Reserve's, the central bank's quarter point or 0.25 interest rate increase. So with this interest rate increase, investors were pondering the idea that the Fed will soon decide to slow down its interest rate hikes. However, Federal Chairman Powell has indicated that the war against inflation is still ongoing. So I believe inflation right now is at 6%, but the central bank's goal is to bring down inflation to 2%. So obviously there's still some work to be done. The Federal Reserve is still going to continue to raise interest rates. It's just a question of how aggressively will they decide to raise interest rates. So they were raising it at about two quarters or a half a point, but they've been able to bring it down to a quarter point since data has shown that inflation has been easing over the past couple of months. We were at as high as 8.7%, I believe, with inflation, and now it's down to 6%. So again, there's still work to be done. A strong job report added $500,000 500, jobs last month, and this is also an issue for the Federal Reserve. So with the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, they hope that the economy would cool on a broad basis. However, 500,000 jobs added last month, analysts and forecasters, we did not see this coming, and it just shows that the economy has been 
more resilient than, than many expected. So with this job report coming out the past week or coming out the past week, analysts, traders and investors, they've been processing this and they see it as a detriment to the stock market. They see it as a detriment to the stock market because the Federal Reserve will not take this job report lightly. They'll see that, oh, okay, 500,000 jobs were added last month. That's over the forecast that was predicted. More, many more jobs that were predicted. The economy is still resilient. So with this being the case, the central bank, the Fed, will be more likely to raise interest rates, keep interest rates at a higher rate for a longer time, and possibly increase interest rates at a more aggressive rate and more aggressive pace so with this being the case obviously the stock market reacted negatively all indexes were down the uh, nasdaq composite had its worst week i believe the nasdaq was down 11 percent this week which shows that again the market is becoming more bearish and recede recessing going back to how it was operating on a broad basis last year so overall it was a down week for the stock market a down week for these main three indexes however we're just going to be basically in a cat and mouse cat and mice game basically throughout the entire year just being able to observe how the stock market will react to the fed the fed is basically in control they're basically the point guard managing this whole situation so with this being the case analysts investors traders we're going to be continuously to monitor the words of chairman powell how the fed is reporting in their monthly meetings their semi-monthly meetings and basically the stock market will react based off the news and the words of the fed and the federal chairman powell so this is why the stock market was down and the indexes were down this week. So moving on to the U.S. trade deficit, it hit its record low in 2022 and it's posted its largest trade deficit last year. So overall, not only was the U.S. market down globally as a whole, the market was down. So global demand weakened because of high inflation, climbing interest rates and disruptions due to the Ukraine war and as well as pandemic effects lingering so not only was the u.s experiencing some troubles within its market and economy the global overseas countries were also experiencing a decreasing demand in their market so american imports exceeded its exports by 948.1 billion in 2022 so basically when you're saying imports exceed exports it means we were taking in more than we're putting out we were purchasing more than we were selling clearly this is not how we want to operate when we're trading with other countries we want to export more than we import so we're able to reap a profit in our trades u.s imports of goods and services fell in the final two quarters of the year exports fell in the fourth quarter as commerce slowed around the world so obviously as demand and broad economic conditioning being worse across the scope of the world it was obviously going to in turn not be as good for the u.s as well it's going to have its its effects on the u.s including china basically shutting down their country i believe for 
two quarters in 2022 or i definitely know it was at least the final quarter of the year and this was due because of increased covid 19 restrictions there were increased outbreaks in china and china in turn decided to just shut down stop everything you know factories and tesla were getting shut down many companies factories were being shut down they basically shut down everything and obviously china being the world's second largest economy this is going to have a prolonged effect on the world you know how many we how we like to say everything's made in china a lot of stuff and goods and services are produced in china so when china shuts down due to covid 19 restrictions it's going to have an effect all over the world but china recently reopened its economy so hopefully we're able to they're able to rebound and it's able to make have an an effect on the u.s economy to the point where we're slowly starting to come out of our recession if you would like to say so europe also showed signs of stabilization due to easing energy shortage threats related to the ukraine war the global economy is expected to grow more than this year than previously expected global supply chain issues due to the pandemic resulted in supply and demand imbalances last year helping push u.s inflation to a four decade high so obviously last year's just broad economic conditions around the world were just tough due to lingering lingering pandemic effects as well as high inflation around the world climbing interest rates to help battle inflation um and we're just going to be able basically have to monitor how the economy not only for the u.s but around the world in other countries how they're going to react but hopefully we're able the u.s is able to reverse this trend of our exports being higher than our imports or our imports being higher than our exports so president joe biden had a state of the union this past tuesday some of the main key takeaways were taxes inflation and economic rebuilding just to point this out i am not a democrat and i'm not a republican so do not label me a conservative or do not label me a liberal because i am neither of the two why you may ask well in this current current political climate in my opinion having two parties is just not the best way to govern a society when you have two parties you're forcing people to either choose one side and or choose this side and clearly as you could see by just the news stories and storylines that come up in these daily news everything is biased these companies and channels that be reporting on just different news and different headlines they they're all biased they all have their main storyline and angle that they're trying to push out so when you combine the biased news channels and you just combine the these politicians who will basically tell you everything that they that you want to hear when it's time for you to give them their vote but do they actually produce when they get elected how much can you rely on a politician to help you better your life how how much has a politician that you gave their vote for helped you increase your life this is why it's important to do your due diligence and basically try as hard as possible to set yourself up for the life that you want to live you don't want to be relying on these politicians to help you get the life that you want because it's clearly not really going to happen a lot of times in political discourse there's not really you know these sides they're not really willing to produce by bipa- or act in bipart- bipartisanship as you 
will likely hear in the political climate. They're not really trying to work together. People usually aren't trying to have a civil discourse about issues. Now it's really just, oh, you agree at this point? Okay, you're a liberal. I don't like talking to liberals. Oh, well, you agree with this point? Oh, you're a conservative. Uh, I don't like talking to conservatives. So it's why I don't really like to get involved in politics or and, and I don't really consider myself, you know, a part of any of these two parties. I really just go off the facts and operate off the facts. And when you do that, that's kind of the best way to go about evaluating some different situations because these parties and these whoever politicians, they're going to try to make you adopt everything and all a party's ideology ideologies and what they believe in so that's why i like to basically just like to think for myself but going on with president joe biden and his state of the union address he addressed topics such as taxes inflation and basically rebuilding the economy so with the job market and being basically high and an unemployment rates being basically as low as possible it says unemployment reaching a 53 year low for the country as the economy emerges from a devastating pandemic as you know economy like i said in the past powerpoint or the past slide we added over 500,000 jobs on tuesday he said big oil made a record profit of 200 billion in the midst of a global energy crisis and he's saying it's outrageous he biden wants these energy companies and oil companies to bring down gas prices and he believes that they excessively were able to gain profits from the you know the state of the economy last year due to the russia and ukraine conflict biden is also proposing a minimum tax on billionaires because he believes that they're not really paying their fair share so he's basically trying to increase taxes on the rich the white house said the economy has created more than 1200 million jobs under biden 800,000 good-paying manufacturing positions under Biden more than any president. The unemployment rate fell to 3.4% in January and near its record lows, while hourly wages are on the rise. New laws to invest billions in U.S.-based manufacturing, infrastructure, and clean energy will bring more economic opportunity. Biden says investing in places and people that have been forgotten. So he clearly just wants to continue to invest in these sectors and produce more jobs to help stimulate the economy. An ABC News in Washington Post poll found 16% of Americans feel better off financially under Biden. 16%. Think about that. Only 16% of Americans feel better financially under Biden. 42% said they were in the same shape, and 41% said they were in worse financial shape. So, again, you don't want to rely on politicians. You don't really want to rely on anyone to help you improve your financial situation. This is why it's very important that you continue to do your own research. You continue to learn as much about investing, the stock market, advancing your career as possible to be able to produce as much income as you can for yourself to help you and your family be better off. You do not want to rely on these politicians, trust me. You want to be able to help yourself reach the life and achieve the lifestyle that you want. So this is why it's important to continue to monitor the markets and the economy. Federal Chairman Jerome Powell is sticking to the script that more interest rates are coming. Again, due to the economy proving to be, the U.S. economy proving to be more resilient 
adding 500,000, over 500,000 jobs, and this being a detriment to the stock market and basically what Jerome Powell wants with interest rates increasing, he's signaling that interest rates could be on their way. He says that a, he has acknowledged that a disinflationary process has begun, but he has emphasized that the central bank will remain focused on monthly data and make decisions one meaning at a time. After last week's quarter point interest rate rise and the January jobs report, markets have been anticipating that the central bank will pause or even cut rate hikes soon. However, Jerome Powell has indicated that the Federal Reserve will continue to raise interest rates, keep interest rates at a higher rate for a longer period of time if that is what is necessary to bring down inflation to their goal of 2%. He said the Powell said that the Fed didn't expect last Friday's job report, which showed the economy added a higher than forecasted 517,000 people to the payroll in January. So, again, there's a significant road ahead for Powell to bring down inflation and the Fed to bring down inflation down to 2%. And this may take interest rates being increased at maybe a quarter point or a half a point or just, or just interest rates being kept at around 4 0.775 or between between 4.75 and 5.25 percent of a interest rate so they may have to keep it at that percentile until inflation bring comes down to two percent so that is in the latest fed news so in adidas news their new ceo is warning of profit and share price coming down so Shares dropped 14% for the German sportswear giant and warned that there could be even more of share price decrease this year. Termination of Yeezy partnership Kanye West is a has a lot to do with this. So since Adidas terminated their relationship and their collab with Adidas with Kanye West and Yeezy, it was forecasted that. $1.4 billion in losses would occur due to this. When you lose someone as influential, the most influential ever, as Ye would say it, you're losing his whole, the whole fan base. And to replace Yeezy is not easy as possible, is not easy. Like, replacing Yeezy is not easy. That's the best way to put it, because Obviously, when you think of Adidas, Yeezy was the the main attraction for many people. Obviously, it became a hit in just pop culture. Everybody wanted Yeezys. Everybody wanted the form runners. Everyone wanted any merch that he would be putting out. Like he is the most influential. And whether Adidas thought it through and and they just felt pressure just to let him go due to the comments that he was making due to some of his rants that he was making. So obviously Adidas may have felt, you know, the public pressure that they maybe had to let him go due to some of the comments he was making. Um, but clearly replacing Ye is not easy. It's not easy at all. And Adidas is just going to have to find to see if they could replace that line, the easy line to see if they could find maybe their next pop culture or rapper who could produce their own line so 
It's just tough times for these ahead. Sales have tanked in China. The collaboration with Beyonce has also stumbled. It's not producing the profits that they thought it would produce. Operating profit fell by roughly two thirds last year relative to 2021. It fell to 719 million. So the new CEO, Golden, is just going to face a tough t- challenge. Um, he previously helped Puma. Uh, reversed their course and was able to help rebuild Puma. So he was probably he was previously at Puma. However, this is just a tougher challenge. This is Adidas. This is three stripes. Adidas is a larger is a way larger company than Puma. So um, it's just to be seen if he's able to reverse this course for Puma for Adidas. However, hey, you lost you lost Kanye West. You lost Yay. <laughs> it's not gonna be easy to replace him at all, man. You know, best of luck to Adidas, but you know, it's still checks over stripes over here. You feel me? It's still checks over stripes. In more AI news, hey, I've been every week we're talking about AI. I don't know how how much more I could stress to the stress this to you guys, but AI is the future. Companies are investing billions, millions, millions into the AI race, and you know, Google is the latest to hop in the AI war as it's heating up. So Google is releasing their rival called Bard for testing. Um, it's a new conversion, conversional artificial intelligence service for Google, and they're planning a broader public launch in the upcoming weeks. So obviously, Google saw that Microsoft was teaming up with OpenAI and ChatGPT and how much traction and attention that was getting. And Google was like, okay, we have to do something about this. So we have to catch up. We have to, you know, come out with, with our own AI. And, you know, the public is, Google's shareholders, they're beginning to, you know, question, oh, why haven't we released news or our latest own service of AI? And Google heard that loud and clearly. And now they're releasing their rival called Bard for testing. So the company is increasing its efforts to play catch up with challenges such as OpenAI, the creator of ChatGPT. The new experimental service called Bard generates textual responses to questions posed by users. Based on information drawn from the web, Google CEO and chief executive Pikai said in a blog post published Monday, new search engines features that will use AI to answer user queries and said it would open some of its AI programs to outsized developers. So basically saying that they will eventually make bard a service in which companies can begin to use some of bard's capabilities to implement into their own consumer and and company services to increase to improve their ai capabilities as well so again ai it's very early in the ai war companies are still testing out the capabilities of ai and trying to make sure that they are as hunt like soundproof as possible making sure that they are as reliant and fact checked and fact proof as possible so it's to be seen how google will release bar to the public in the future however it's just good to see that google is entering the race more ai news microsoft added chat gpt is looking to add my chat gpt to their bing search engine so we have google has long had the strangle on the search engine when 
you got to admit it. Like whenever we're looking for something in the internet, looking for an answer, we'll just say, okay, go to Google, boom, boom, boom. Google will give us, you know, a quick response. You know, we all like Google's interface. Google's quick and easy. However, Microsoft is looking to add ChatGPT and some of ChatGPT's capabilities to Bing. We haven't used Bing. I haven't used Bing personally in probably years. I don't use Bing. Some, Most of you probably don't use Bing. However, it is very interesting, though, that Chat that Microsoft is looking to add some of ChatGPT's capabilities to Bing because now we could ask Bing to give us some a specific answer or to compute a specific response to maybe a question that we have or to something that we need it to answer. And obviously with AI and artificial intelligence, if you add that to a search engine, it could make it very, very interesting to get some very specific responses to what we may want. So, Microsoft is hoping that artificial intelligence upgrade can help chip away Google's dominance in the search market. It will have access, Bing will have access to the latest information such as news stories, train schedules, and product pricing. It will be able to provide links to demonstrate where the answers are computing from another feature that wasn't part of ChatGPT. Unlike ChatGPT, which wasn't able to answer questions about current events, the updated Bing will be able to use technology. Will it be able to, able to tailor the search responses with the latest information that is coming from Bing, the search engine? So when you combine a search engine with artificial intelligence it's two monsters in one and microsoft is realizing that okay if we're able to use ai and the search engine we may be able to bring bing back to life and not only back to life even challenge google's stranglehold on the search engine market so it's just very interesting to see you know how these companies are gearing up in the ai race it's interesting to see how they're implementing AI into some of their products and services and how they're going to try to attack some of their competitors strangle on certain markets. So Microsoft versus Google, the war is on. Google versus Bing, the war is on. And over the coming years, we're just going to be able to see who's winning the race and which product consumers are more attracted to. So it's very interesting news, very exciting times. And I'm all here for it. I'm all here for competition. This is what we want. We want, we want competitors. We want these companies going up against each other because when companies feel that they have to produce better products and to produce better products for the public, that's when we get the best products, not when companies have a stranglehold on certain markets. So I'm all here for the competition. Let's get it going. Microsoft versus Google. This week, we have the Super Bowl. Let's go Chiefs. Let's go Chiefs. I hate the Eagles. I'm a Giants fan. It's, it was not pretty, you know. So I don't want to talk about that. But let's go Mahomes. That's another MVP. That's a, he's a young goat. Um, but in Super Bowl news, Fox is fetching records $7 million for Super Bowl ads. 30-second slots. 30 seconds. Companies are paying $7 million to show their product. So despite a slowing economy, advertisers are still willing to pay top dollar to be in the biggest TV event of the year. You know how many viewers the Super Bowl attract? Over 100 million basically every year. Fox has officially sold out its advertising inventory for the Super Bowl in record fashion. The network 
sold 30 second ads for an average of six million dollars on average with some exceeding a record seven million dollars so fox is still looking to add or sell slots for pregame which will still draw plenty of viewership and even if the game and they're looking to sell for a potential overtime as well so clearly you see how companies val- how much companies value being able to show their product advertise their product and their company in front in front of such a large viewership especially if you're able to have a very standout commercial that is attractive to viewership and basically catches the attention of the viewers even more if you're able to produce a commercial within 30 seconds that is that effective it's going to be worth the money most likely especially if the prices of the product and services that you're selling are not at an excessively high price so overall fox is you know this is a very profitable week for fox they're selling out they have this they're hosting the super bowl companies are paying top dollar to be able to advertise their company and it's just very worth it for these companies so it's going to be an interesting week going to be an interesting game looking forward to bad gallery and her performance looking forward to the chiefs beating the eagles and we're just going to see my score prediction 31 27 chiefs mvp mahomes pandemic payments so the u.s government is saying that there were over 191 billion dollars in pandemic payments that were not supposed to go out so this is obviously including the ppp pandemic business loans that were highly criticized and were in basically public news and advertised in public news with the ppp business loan scams on top of that they're saying that 191 billion dollars a fifth of the 888 billion federal and state unemployment payments that went out due to the pandemic that was caused in 2020 and payments that were put out in 2020 and 2021 a fifth of the 888 billion dollars that went out was not supposed to go out and when you're in the midst of a pandemic and the government is just scrambling to be able to make sure that the economy doesn't go into recession and basically the government is pumping money into the economy that it's giving to its citizens so that these U.S. citizens are able to, in turn, not even save the money. Because the government knew that when they were giving all those stimulus checks to the public, they knew they were, we were going to spend it, even in the midst of a pandemic when everyone's inside. They knew that consumers were eventually going to take a portion of the stimulus checks that we were that we were receiving and pour it back into the economy which would help the u.s economy avoid a recession so clearly the government was scrambling during 2020 to be able to put out this plan in which consumers would be able to apply so clearly the application process was not was not the strongest and verification process of people who actually needed the pandemic stimulus checks was not the strongest which in turn has led to which led to the ppp loan business scam frauds as well as a fifth of payments being illegitimate so with that being said it did avoid the u.s from going into a recession and help stimulate the economy so 
I do believe that the government is glad that we're able to avoid that, be able to avoid a recession. However, a fifth of payments being put out that were not supposed to be put out is clearly not something they're too proud of. But hey, when you're in a never before seen situation as the pandemic was, as lockdown was, and people needing money to make payments and people being put out of their jobs and not being able to make payments on bills, the government had to react as fast as they did. So this is just, you know, it just had to be done. So whether it was a loss or a gain, depends on what you think was more important. Pandemic payments being put out to help families and friends or not giving out those payments and going to re- into a potential recession. So I think it was worth it. And some beehive news for Beyonce. So Beyonce is, is launching a new renaissance tour, I believe. And I think it's going to be starting off internationally first and then it's going to be coming to the U.S. So it's beginning in Stockholm in May and will end in New Orleans in September. So obviously we have the beehive Beyonce, obviously one of the largest public figures, best one of the best singers of all time. Obviously, she has the Beehive, famous, one of the most famous artists. Clearly, the demand for her show, demand for her for these tickets were going to be at an all-time high. And where do you get these tickets? Well, Ticketmaster. So Ticketmaster had when Taylor Swift was launching her tour and selling tickets, and people and her fans. The Swifties had to purchase tickets from Ticketmaster. They were running into numerous problems. So first we had bots. They were going up against bots. Unfair. And even when they were getting into Ticketmaster to purchase tickets, they were obviously they were adding the tickets to their cart. The tickets would disappear. Another problem that occurred, the, they would add the tickets to their cart and ticket prices would just surge out of nowhere. So Ticketmaster has been under scrutiny from fans lawmakers and regulators and now when Beyonce is obviously launching her own tour regulators and lawmakers are big are keying in on Ticketmaster to make sure that the issues that occurred prior don't occur this week so Ticketmaster is trying to make sure and hone in on their ticket releasing procedures for the Renaissance tour I believe that in order to purchase a ticket you have to sign in and you have to fill out fill in a an application or a form in order to request a ticket and then after they will send you a slot in which you will be able to purchase their ticket they're doing this again to stop potential bots from being able to sell the tickets and then obviously they'll resell those bots and those resellers would flood the market take all the tickets and resell them at even a higher price than Beyonce and Ticketmaster were charging for the initial tickets so obviously the tickets are going to sell out there have been no initial problems technical problems from Ticketmaster to begin with Beyonce's tickets are being dialed out through Ticketmaster's verified fan system they've asked fans to register ahead of time in order to per- receive a chance at receiving a code which will allow them to try to make a purchase for the tickets. Ticketmaster still faces a large number of fans seeking for a finite number of seats. 
due, due to demand to register for a chance to buy tickets for concerts in the first group of nine cities, exceeded the number of tickets by more than 800%. So obviously, Beyonce is going to be a hot show and a hot ticket, and the demand is just going to be absurd. So we'll see if Ticketmaster is able to keep their fan system rolling. Former NBA executive in some sport news, Bobby Sharma has launched a private equity firm. So, he was a former agent and he's launching his private equity firm. It's called Bluestone Equity Partners LP and they've collected over $300 million from institutional investors from its first fund by capitalizing on established investor relationships. Bluestone joins a growing community of sports and entertainment focused private investment firms that have launched in recent years. Last year, firms that were founded to target such deals included Velocity Capital Management and Dynasty Equity Partners. Private equity firms are looking to launch with higher clout individuals within sports and the entertainment industries, such as an example being retired quarterback Eli Manning, which recently joined Velocity Group last year as a partner. Bluestone Equity Partners has amassed over $300 million to back sports, media, and entertainment deals. So you're looking you're looking to see that more of these private equity firms that are being launched by former NBA executives or sports executives and they're looking to partner more with celebrities and former athletes or current athletes in order to gain gain more clout and more notability for their firm for their firm which usually which will be reinvesting in the sports and entertainment industries as well so that has been more popular for private equity firms to be launched and founded by former former sports executives so you'll probably be seeing more private equity firms launched by executives in these industries in the future as well so pretty interesting news AMC, they're looking to charge more for better movie seats, supposedly. So now, no longer will you be able to purchase movie seats for the same prices, no matter where you seat, no matter where you sit. AMC is looking to introduce a new system in which better seats, usually towards the middle and higher up, much more than seats closer, right up closer to the screen. Now, with this being a new system that AMC is coming out with, in my opinion, I don't know how effective it will be. AMC is doing this because they obviously have seen fewer demands and fewer box office box office revenue for the movies that have come out in the past year or two since we've come out the pandemic. People are not have been going have not been going out to see new movies as much, and instead they've been looking towards streaming services to provide the entertainment that they've been seeking. And some movies have been coming out on streaming platforms anyway, such as HBO. HBO has received some new movies that have come out the same time that they've hit theaters. So honestly, in the future, I'm potentially seeing that eventually we'll, we, we will reach a point to where movies will co- be coming out on streaming platforms com- uh, these streaming platforms will compete and potentially partner with these 
production companies, these movie production companies, to the point where they'll just release movies on these streaming platforms such as Netflix, HBO, Hulu, you you name it. Any streaming platform I potentially think is just going to eventually have these newly released movies come to them. They'll probably still come out in theaters, but I think they'll also come out on these streaming platforms just because they're they're becoming more popular and people like to stay in more nowadays, you know. Entertainment systems, TVs, they're all getting better. Surround systems, all getting better. So eventually I believe that movies will be coming to streaming platforms. So we'll see if this new AMC pricing system for better seats will help boost the share price of AMC and garner more profits for AMC. So that is interesting news. We'll see how that works. I'm not too sure how that's going to help. People will probably still buy seats and then just move, but (laughs) it's to be seen. And workforce news. So often millennials and us Gen Zers, we get labeled as lazy, I guess, from the previous generations. I don't know why. I guess we are just being able to see the truth now more than ever. You know, we're not as easily fooled. And honestly, we just want better work-life balance. And we're not really looking... I guess most Gen Zers, Millennials, we're not really looking to just slave at a company and not have much life and free time afterwards. So, there, however, has been a common sense secret to not being able to be seen as that the new star to be able to help you gain a promotion in work and it's not as hard or as you've seen it's pretty common what they're looking for so today it's being seen that common sense and manners are enough to stand out think about that common sense and manners common sense moves that might once have been considered standard such as meeting people in person doing small favor for colleagues hitting deadlines even if it means occasional late nights are now seen as exceptional in the current work climate so think about that just being basically a good worker now and going just a little bit over the top meeting key deadlines or even doing key tasks that maybe people may shy away from that is now seen as good enough to be able to stand out in the current workforce and make you become a key contributor to that company companies have a renewed expectation appreciation for employees who are willing to do a bit extra says scott hamilton who's a global managing director of the human resources and compensation consulting practice at arthur j gallagher and company he says many of the economy of the company's clients are offering spot bonuses and promotions to those who step up even a little recognizing that many others are putting their personal lives first and giving less to their jobs so again just going a little bit above and beyond what is expected of you common courtesy common sense is good enough to be able to help you gain a promotion or make you stand out at your company to help you be and become just a more attractable figure in your company like that's crazy the how expectations have fallen for workers now but if you just do your job and do your job well and go above in a bit and just be you know common sense go about it the right way you'll definitely become a key contributor and key and gain great
great standing at your company. Performing tasks that coworkers neglect or grumble about is a time-tested way to get noticed. Yet, the bar for gold star work still isn't as high as it used to be. Some standouts acknowledge. Again, just being able to go above and beyond just a little bit, and you'll be able to stand out, especially in this work climate where I guess the standard for being a star contributor at your company is just decreasing. So these are just some key tips if you want to, you know, work your way up your company, work your way up that company corporate ladder. So there's some key tips if you want to, you know, work your way up your company, work your way up that company corporate ladder. So that is, you know, key secret. And that is also the end of money making markets. The fifth episode. Hey, we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep bringing in that new information, new week, the new developments. And hopefully as these weeks keep passing by with new, every, with every new episode that keeps coming out, we're able to not only build this into a community where you guys are having dialogue in the comments coming at me and saying, oh, coming with me and saying, oh, you should talk about this or you should talk about that. This is a new way for us to be able to share new information talk about what's happening in the markets and hopefully you guys are becoming more and more comfortable with the discourse that we're having every single week and able to eventually start investing in yourself and see that hey you're able to create that life that you want for yourself and it's very very within your grasp so we're going to continue to come out with new and new episodes every week them interviews are on the way <laughs> That's top secret. We got one on the way. That's all I can say about that. But again, money making markets. Share this with your friends, your families, uh, whatever you got to do to share the word. Every All the appreciation and support, it's all appreciated. And, you know, we're just going to keep coming every single week for that content. So with that being said, new episode next week as well. Money making markets. Episode five. Peace.